Hello, hello, hello. This is Rodney Glover, a.k.a. Beast One. Welcome to Dad Mentality. We have another week. We took a week off for uh, Mother's Day because we had to, you know, take care of uh, the mothers in our lives. But we came back strong. We have a great mother guest this week that I'm excited about. So let's get into it. Um, you know I don't do this by myself. So I got my man. A uh, hundred grand, Vance Robs, aka Coach. How you doing, Vance? What's going on? How y'all doing today? Man, doing good, doing good. We also got my man Mike Alban, aka Albizi. What's up, Albizi? How you doing today? Hi y'all. Good, good, good. We're also here we got producer Ev. Everett, how you doing today, man? Everything good? Doing good, man. All right, everything is good. So today we got a special guest, fellas. You know, after the Mother's Day time off, I wanted to bring in somebody special, and this is uh, the matriarch of my family. Uh, be the matriarch of my close, close family. She uh, definitely known me since the day I was born. She isn't my mother, but she's one of the closest things that I have to a mother. Um, and, you know, she definitely took a village to raise me. So shots out to all the moms that helped raise me. You know, all the moms like uh, my Aunt Rose was definitely in, in that category. Uh, Vance's mom was also in that category to help raise me. But this young lady, Maria Wilson, was definitely involved in my life and definitely impacted me in, in millions of ways. And I couldn't think of no one better I wanted to have on the show today. She has fought cancer and won. She is a mother of two children of her own. She has grandchildren. She has been seasoned on this earth for 77 years. And she is the still a mother role in my household. She comes and visits me at least once or twice a week to make sure that I'm doing good and ain't acting a fool. And she's still giving that motherly dues. Her name is Maria Wilson. How you doing, I'm Maria? All right, I was dropping like it's hot, but I can't get back up if I get down again. Hello, uh, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. So we we are definitely glad to uh, see, you know, Vance is uh, also been involved in my life where she, he's known my Aunt Maria for many, 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 many years. And, you know, it's, I know he was definitely excited to see you, see you here. So you want to say that? hi, Vance? Yeah, what's going on? You, 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 you. The one person that taught me how to play spades in every other card game and how to gamble. Hey, hey, that's right. right now, including dominoes. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, Armaria was always there. So, Armaria, before we get into interviewing you and talking to you, we're going to go ahead and do our, our Twitch mental health check-in because here at dad mentality we believe mental health is important you should always discuss it whether it's with your friends family or your loved ones you know if you ever feeling sad you know take the time to have that conversation and, and get your mental health right we're gonna go ahead and start this week uh our band, you mind starting it with starting it for us this week oh, no, i'm good yeah uh i'm a i'm a good seven uh once again you know about a million weeks in a row work sucks uh relationship stuff forgot about how hard that shit is but, okay well you're admitting a relationship yeah. now we we at that level my man 
<laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and then um, yeah, the kids the kids are healthy and and doing well, so school's almost over. At that that's all good, and no sports for the next like three weeks, and then back into the grind. How soon are your kids graduating? Are you do you have any graduating this year, or they, they graduate? No, 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 son, son graduating next year. Next year, okay, all right. All right, cool. What about uh, you, Vance? You want to give your, your check-in? Yeah, man. Um, last week was probably about uh, seven and a half. You know what I'm saying? I'm still about the same as what I've been over the last, like, three or four weeks. Work is um, a little tough and, uh, on, in a couple areas. You know what I mean? Um, so working to get back in shape now. So um, that's actually been, you know what I'm saying, kind of boosting my score over the last, you know what I'm saying? Um, couple of weeks I've been pretty disciplined about working out you know what I'm saying doing what I need to do and that's been a pretty good stress reliever so um I say seven and a half right now you know what I mean kids are pretty busy uh, life is busy in general but it should be slowing down over the next two weeks hopefully so um that way I can get a little bit of rest okay all right yep. Well, I'm going to go. My score is at 8.5. It definitely increased. Uh, you know, I kind of went through a little uh, down the hill valley situation. I'm definitely going uphill. Uh, track started for my son. We had our first track meet yesterday. He did a great. He placed in the top 10 and he's he's the younger of that age group. So he's he's running 9, 10. He was running against 10 year olds yesterday. It was crazy. They like each kid had at least, you know, three or four inches over him at height and but I mean, it was, you know, I'm excited because next year he'll be in the 10 year old range and he'll be dominating for sure if he's if he's in the top 10 right now. So I'm excited about you know, that is what got me excited. Um, I had my goddaughter. She got christened uh, last week. That's kind of why I couldn't uh, do the show last week. Uh, my goddaughter, shout out, shout outs to Brandy and my goddaughter, Malin, who is uh, an exception, you know, exceptional young young baby that I'm just excited about seeing her grow now and, 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 you know, as I'm older, it's a lot better when you can just send them back to their parents. I'm happy about, you know, that was good. <laughs> and, um, you know, life has been good. Wife, wife has been doing good growing in her business. And, you know, I've been, but I did miss you guys last week. I did want to talk about my week, but, you know, I, and I was extremely excited about having Maria here. So it's, a, it's 8.5, you know, I'm, I'm good. Everything's good. I'm real happy that I got out of that rut. Oh, I want a vacation from my job. So that was exceptional. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm be going, brother going out to Hollywood, Florida, and hang out down there for a little bit. So everything's good. Uh, Producer Ev, how about you? What's your score? What's your week? Uh, my score is about 7.5. It really got raised today. Um, me and the girlfriend went to Easter Market. We all walked around, um, talked to a lot of good people this morning, got some breakfast. It was great. Came home, uh, spent time with my family, barbecue for a little bit. And yeah. now I'm talking to you guys. Um, the week was kind of weird. Um, work been kind of been down. Kind of my first bad week at work. Just a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, but other than that, that's it. Hey, well, next time you over there, let me know. I got, I know a couple chefs over there uh, that you know I'll, they'll take care of you. You mention my name, so I'll, okay. I'll let you know about what those places are. So you know cool. you can show off and just let me know. I'll text them and tell them it's you know make it on the house. You gotta pay for your liquor though if you drink it. Right. But uh, <laughs> but I got you. I got you next time. All right. So anyway. Uh, Maria, you got to give us your check-in. You just give us a number, how your week is going. Tell us a little bit about how your week 
how your week is this week and how you're feeling and you know things that were good and things if you need any kind of anything you want to talk about maria okay well, well my week was tough but i made it a 10 okay because people are doing worse than i'm doing so i had to raise my week to a t it was like crap every day it was something else but i took it and turned it around so i want to put it in a tent it was it was it was perfect because god was in it and i'm all right good stuff hmm? sorry i had a little distraction and yeah my neighbor came over with the dogs you know this show is impromptu so i had to kick him out real quick but uh everything's good all right, Maria. I'm glad glad to hear where you hear where you at. Um, so we're gonna. Uh, I wanted, you know, I wanted. So I just want to give a little bit more background. So Maria was my mom's is was my mom's yeah. best friend, um, and I always, you know, so when I was growing up, I always thought you was you was actually my mom's sister. I had no clue that that it was a friendship. Uh, you know, you was always Aunt Maria to me. You always will be Aunt Maria to me. And you know, your, your relationship with my mom was is is exceptional. And I and I was sitting down one day. Me and my Aunt Maria was sitting at my bar drinking, and my, Maria was just going, just talking about stories and telling stories about uh, the old days and this, that, and the other. And I was like, Maria, man, you really need to record this. Like, you need to have this so people can listen and hear the story. So. I wrote down a few questions of my own that I want to know because I don't know the whole stories. You know, when I when y'all grew up, when I grew up, you know, y'all probably hid everything from me because I was the baby of the group. Um, so the first thing I don't know is how did you and my mother even meet? Okay, well, um, at the time I was married, at the time, and my husband worked for Rodney's father at. Um, as a contractor, because uh, David was a supervisor and my husband, and David, Rodney's father came home, told my husband one day, I need a friend for my wife, because my wife <laughs> is going through a nervous breakdown because of things that he had done and because of life. And my husband told David, I got the perfect person for your wife because she will cheer her up and she won't be depressed anymore so we met playing big with one night my husband took me over to rodney's house and he lived in Chevrolet at the time this was before rodney was born uh because i know the night rodney was conceived but we're not getting into that because that's personal but uh i know then that when i met her I knew we were going to be friends, and that was 1973. And Richard Nixon was getting get kicked out of the White House. So Frankie and I, we bonded, and it, and it never ended. It hasn't ended yet because I'm with her kids now, so she will never die. Okay. Okay. So so my dad came and asked your husband to, to hook y'all up. Okay, to hook up. Hook us up. Because because my mother had a nervous breakdown when I was four, so I was used to um, be people being down. Because it's it's like now the mental illness now is serious. Because we didn't kill people then, but we had problems going on. And when I met Frankie, I knew I loved her, and we never 
it, it never ended after that day. And that was 1973. That was when Richard Nixon was in office. Okay. So uh, now I just realized I don't even know where or, you know, when you were born or were you, were you born in DC? Were you a native? Well, I, even yeah, then? Born, born at um, Freeman's Hospital, which is now Howard University Hospital. One of the old Washingtonians. When I was born, Georgetown was black. Okay, that can tell you how long ago it was. Georgetown was black. And I'm one of the old people that were actually born and raised in Washington, D.C. I grew up in um, near the Howard Theater, near the Lincoln Republic, and the movies, uh, the okay. skate oh. rink, all of that. There ain't no skate rink no more. You're talking about U Street, like over there by U Street. Yes, U Street. I grew up. I was born when my parents were in Southwest, but I grew up in, uh, before Ben Silly Bowl, right on Wilder Street, right around the corner from U Street. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Okay. So you were born then. Okay. When did you meet your husband? Well, do I, have to, I might have to get drunk to tell that. I met him when I was 12. He was the paper boy. There was the Daily News, the Daily News, and, and he would come around and give me a free newspaper, which was the Washington Daily News, and I was 12 years old. I met him at 12. I started dating him at 15. I married him at 18. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So he was putting in work at 12. He knew at 12, Dad. You must have been, you must have been, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if he was fast or developed. Which one was it? No, because you got to remember that time we was life was a little slow, and I didn't realize that he had uh, problems that uh, only he could do. I, I didn't realize about alcoholism and things at that early age because he was probably the nicest guy that I ever probably met, and he was a real gentleman. Uh, he had invited me to his 16th birthday party, and he asked me to be his girl and that was my girl from the temptations that's how we we hooked up oh okay any y'all got any fellas y'all got any questions so far or anything y'all want to ask or? nope um uh that's interesting that you know what I'm saying y'all were high school sweethearts and uh at the time at least okay well let me know. let me let me in phase in that I was the only one in high school. Because you got to look further than that. I went to school every day. He didn't halfway go to school and he was still smarter than me. So mm. I could see something in him that he couldn't see in himself. His, his home life was different from my home life. I came from a different, as they say, dealing with somebody from uh, the other side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. I was like the other side of the tracks, and we grew up in Mount Pleasant. But he was intelligent as hell. He just didn't know. He didn't have the family or anybody else to be behind him. His father was an alcoholic, and 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 it passed from generation to generation. But I didn't see that at fifteen. We don't see things like that when we're young. We just see love, and he was just the one of the best guys in the world, but alcohol got the best of him. Oh, okay. 
and your parents. So now you, so you, so hold on. Was you like the Cosby house? Your parents was living in a. Uh... It was rich. Because, oh, no, what y'all doing up there? No, because I understood mental illness. My mother had a nervous breakdown when I was four. Mm. And uh, my father was a womanizer, but my father was the womanizer that took care of my mother because my mother never had a job. Sometimes if you never have a job, it's good in one way, but it's not good in another way because you're not really seeing life and people because you're not out. My mother never worked. And my father had been, um, uh, my father was the only child and my mother was the only child. That's, that's hard when you're only children. So that meant I had no aunts and uncles, no aunts and uncles because they were only children. Uh -huh. And my grandmother came from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and she brought my father up here at 15 or 16 years old, back in the 40s. That's where you migrated and you did that. But um, my mother lost her mother at as a teenager, so her father had to raise her. But her father had a young wife that said, no children. So that meant my mother had to live around the corner from her own father wow. with, with the oh. aunt. And that that meant that my mother never felt love because she lost her mother and she had to come back to her father from New York. So that means she had nobody but her father and a sister, sister and a brother. And she had to live around the corner from my grandfather because he had, um, I'm gonna put it out there like it is. He had a wife that didn't work and she was high yellow. When I grew up, red bows and high yellow was in. You could not be dark and survive. Okay, we put out there like it is. You've got models and things that with the bush and everything. When I grew up, it was either you were a red bone or high yellow, or you wasn't going to survive. That's it. Oh. Put it out there like it is. So uh, I think it bothered my mother, and she married my father. Uh, they went to Armstrong. They met at a sock hop because they had dances then, and they got married very young. And my father went in the military. My father wasn't ready to get married, but my mother was. So uh, that created problems. We had two, three children. We're all two years apart, and I'm the baby. And my father said, I don't want to be married anymore, but I'll take care of my wife and my kids, but I, I, I need to find myself. So it, 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 I can understand it. I know it sounds awful, but I can understand it. That's why sometimes it's not good for young people to get married. And sometimes it is good. It depends on the people. Okay. All right. Uh, this is all it for me. I never asked you any of these questions. So I, I just thought about them just now. I was like, I don't know nothing about your past. And you uh, know what? Some things I'm going to carry and only me and God will know. But you can know that. <laughs> tell them, Maria, you ain't going to tell all your business on no show. No, some things should go to heaven with you. Okay. <laughs> I can understand. But we, we, you don't understand things when you're young. But when I look back on it, I didn't blame my father because he was too young to get married. But what I did like about my father is he accepted his responsibility, not as being a husband, but he accepted as being a provider because he wasn't a great father. He was a great provider. Okay. All right. Oh, was, he wasn't a great father. He wasn't a great husband. Those are great providers. That's right. There's a difference between being a father and being a provider. My mother never worked. And then mm. his mother 
came and took care of us. So I was with my mother through mental illness. So when I met Frankie, I could understand mental illness because I had lived the life of it. And my mother was in St. Elizabeth, the real deal. But she wasn't with the serious people, but I still would go to St. Elizabeth because my father would take us every two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can understand yeah. it. I lived it. Yeah. So what was it like growing up in D.C. in the 60s and 70s? Freedom. We didn't lock our door. We could go to the store. Uh, we didn't have, uh, we had the street car. So we didn't have, no, no, nobody had a car. So you didn't have to be jealous of any of your friends because nobody had a car. We rode the street cars because that was, that was how we grew up. And uh, we, we spent a lot, every week, we would go to the movie theater because that's about all we had or the roller skating rink. So we didn't have, um, we weren't able to go a lot of places. So we played a lot of games. And the, what was so good about it, we could go outside, play, go five or six blocks and never lock the door. It, it, it was a freedom we had because nobody bothered anybody. Oh, okay. So what was Maria's childhood favorite movie? that you remember going to see? Okay, as a child, we didn't have any movies because number one, um, I really liked Pinocchio, but when I went to see Pinocchio, there was a man masturbating on Pinocchio. <laughs> so I was through. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you, went saw, you sure you went and saw Pinocchio? Because back then they used to have it. Don't sound like Pinocchio to me. At no. the Tiffany Theater on 14th and Monroe Street, I, or Park Road. I know what I saw, okay? So we didn't really have a lot. We went to church. At that time, we all went to church. And after church, we would go to the movies. We didn't have a lot. on We'd go to skating rinks. There was not a lot of activity for us to do because we played cards. We played, that's why I learned the card game. We played a lot of cards. We did a lot of things. When the street lights came on, we had to be on the front porch. We played in the alley all day long. Uh, we had no problems. We had the ice box, and the ice man would come once a week. Uh, it, it, it was just, it was a different laid back type. Because I'm, I'm, I'm born in the 40s, and we got our first television when I was uh, four years old, which would have been 1950. And my grandmother played street numbers at that time. And she played triple zeros and hit the number and bought us a TV. And I was four. That meant if I was four, uh, my brother was six and my sister was eight. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one of each. Okay. I'm my brother, I, I, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm the baby. My brother's in the middle. And my sister is the oldest. And they're very, very focused. I was the baby. I did everything they wanted to do and some that they didn't want to do. And it's all right because they let me be me. Okay. So now my next question, uh, when, when, at what point, so you, you grew up in DC, you didn't got married and you, um, your husband comes home, tells you, that he has a friend for you to meet. You meet my mother. At what point? What was the? At what point did you realize y'all had a real sisterhood? What was the? What was the thing? 
the night, the same night. Well, what happened that night, because like I said, Richard Nixon was going through Watergate, getting kicked out at that time. He uh -huh. says, uh, I have a trip to New York that's coming up. Now, remember, I had I had a husband that had never wanted to do anything, very intelligent, um, but he liked David. He liked Rodney's father. That was his supervisor, but he still liked him. So uh, she said, well, why don't you all come and go on this trip with us? And I said, oh, good, because this time I'm going to get my husband out of the house, out of the city, and we're going to go to New York with them. And we bonded in New York. And we and the, and the bond lasted, it lasted until today. So was there anything specific that happened in New York that made the bond or yeah, it was just? Because we knew we had two lousy husbands that we needed to get rid of. <laughs> That'll do it. Okay. That'll do it. <laughs> we're, in, we're in New York and we went up there to see a play in New York. And I'll never forget, I can't think of the, uh, the guy's name. Uh, he's a dancer. And uh, David liked to drink. And my husband liked to drink. And we had to go get David, uh, pick him up, my husband pick him up. And there in New York, and Frankie said, there's a party we need to go to. Well, David looked at my husband and said, what are we going to do? We expected them to be with us. No, it wasn't that kind of party. They wanted to go to the room and drink and watch the untouchables. Who in their right damn mind wants to go on a trip to New York and watch the untouchables on television and drink? So Frankie and I said, let them go. And we went out and we partied together. And from then on, we part we spent years partying together. And we oh. knew then that we just were gonna click at that time. But we have other stories. Some of them I can tell, some of them I'll never tell. But we had other tell stories. Tell us another one. That. I want to hear another one. What's, well, what was the greatest after, party story? After that. That was the first year, that was 1973. And then um, I, I started um, going around, this was before Rodney's time, and she would say, David doesn't want to go home to Henderson. I said, well, hell, I go home to Henderson, North Carolina, I've never been. So I started taking David's place to go to his hometown with Frankie, because Frankie's the Washingtonian, okay? so what? made me love Frankie so much is when she told me she didn't believe the priest had a penis. I said, Jesus, Lord, Frankie, right. we're happy to do that. Lord, help me. I wasn't smoking marijuana at the time, but I wish I had been. Because I heard a whole lot of damn stories, but I said, how does he pee if he don't have no penis? Anyway, anyway Frankie was just that good. He just believed in people and she believed in everything. And I said, you know what? This is my girl. We're going to have some good times together. And it was good because eventually she realized she had a penis. But I'm just saying, this is how she thought the good of everything she got. She never, she never had any negative. I liked her because she wasn't negative about anything. She saw good in a cockroach. I mean, you know, this is Frankie. And I learned to respect that. She never talked about anybody. She felt good. She loved hard. And that's the way it is. I mean, she loved, I like the way she loved her husband. Uh, 
just the way he was, and she just believed in him. And it worked out for the best, but it was just, she was just a great person. It was just easy going, like Sunday morning. It's easy. Well, what was the final straw between you and your husband? Lord, I left him. Thank you, Jesus. And it was good. But see, the thing of it is, is Frankie and I realized because the next year we went to Canada together. Uh, David and my husband got proceeded to get drunk on the bus before we got there. Okay. And we realized something about our marriages. It was just best for us to hang out together. Some things are not meant for everybody. They did in the end because God worked it out because David beginning to go with Frankie towards the end. But during that time before Rodney was born, we just kept going and kept going and 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 then she began to change and he stopped smoking and drinking. And then I didn't stop smoking and drinking, but she didn't leave me. That's the key. Our friendship was not built on us partying together. Our friendship was built on love. And that's where it ended up because she got better. Her marriage got better. Her kids came along, but we never left each other. I would go out and party and she would, she was in church and she didn't nag me. She kept praying for me to get where I am today. Uh, okay. So, so when, what made you stop drinking and smoking? When did that happen? Um, between well, Sylvia, which is Vance's mother, used to come over here. <laughs> and I tell you what, I said, Frankie, stop bringing the Christian over here because I have to put down my drink and my cigarette. <laughs> for Christian people. And, and Sylvia laughed all the time when I tell her this. I said, Frank, oh, Lord, Bill and Sylvia coming over. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Lord, help me. Just put the cigarette out, Marie, and come outside, okay? <laughs> So I began to realize that Christians weren't all bad and all uppity. And when she told me about Carol, Vance's sister, having Kevin, I said, oh, no, they need to abort this baby. They, oh, need, to, they need to do all this stuff and hide this baby. And Frankie said, tell me enough are Christians, Maria. They don't hide nothing. They're going to do what they have to do. And that gave me that respect. Because I thought at that time that Christians were just closet gay. Okay? Wow. <laughs> Get it together, Rodney. I'm sorry. Hold on. All right, go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. Okay, go. you ready? Closet gays. I got you. Go ahead. Christians are closet gays. Hold on. Only because, let me tell you something that I found out through life. People, people, Yo. people want to have sex, and only poor people have the babies because rich people are having oral sex and anal sex. I, I, I had to figure out how it was because I had to figure out why are all these people that are poor and black or Hispanic or whatever, and they have babies. Other people are having sex. Sex is sex. But I felt like people that had money could hide things better than people that were poor. So I just began to look at people different. And whenever you go to church, I always felt inferior 
to other people because Frankie would drag me to church, save a seat for me. I had to go to church so she would watch my daughter while I went to the club. Once she got saved, she said, okay, Nicole and Rodney are gonna be here with me. She said, but I expect you to be here on Sunday morning because I'm gonna save a seat for you in church. So I began to realize that some of these people were looking, I think they were looking down on me, but through Kathy Allen, through Frankie and through Sylvia Robb, I began to find out who I was and they couldn't judge me because God is going to look at the heart and not at the act. I was hiding my cigarette smoking. I was hiding things. You can't hide from God. So you need to be yourself, but eventually things will get better. And, uh -huh. and then Frankie was always there to encourage me. I only got mad at her that one time when she smoked my marijuana and went to sleep. <laughs> I was very upset about that because I told her, you don't waste good marijuana. Okay, you slept through the whole party. But other than that, she was real. That, that was my that was my friend. And, 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 and she turned me on to people like Sylvia and Kathy that did not judge. And uh -huh. that's where I had to begin to realize we think the people because they smoke, drink, play numbers, and curse that are bad. God looks at the heart. We can't see the heart. We better worry about them people that we can't see the heart. Because some of these people that smoke, drink, curse, and play numbers are not as evil and wicked as some of these people because their heart is wicked. Right. Even totally some agree. people in the church, even some people in the church, you know. That's it's, right. It's, it's, we don't look at the people. I had to begin to realize that I didn't have to hide anything. I didn't have to hide from anybody. I had to be me because at that day, people are not going to judge me. I'm going to be judged by God. Yeah, totally agree. So I began totally. to become free and, and eventually I stopped smoking. See, when things are for you, they're for you. And when it's your time, it's your time. And you never know when you're going to stop doing anything, okay? But you just may wake up one day and, 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 and no matter what Frankie did or said to me, she always was there for me. And, and she would always say, Maria's going to be all right. What do you need? Okay. You can be here. Uh, people don't give up their car. I knew the bond that we had. Maria, take me to work every day and be back at a certain time. And you got my car all during the daytime so you can do what you want to do. People don't do that. My house is your house. And and then she told David that Maria was going to be here. And David is very was very quiet, but him and I had a bond. I, I didn't bother him. He didn't bother me. And I wasn't intimidated by him. And I could stay here and he didn't care either. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the days. Every weekend you came, you definitely came through, you know. I, I remember a little, you know, I got well, I do remember smoke you smoking all the time and playing cards, playing pinochle. Pinochle and uh and watching boomerang six gajillion times. I remember and that. Don't forget No, no, no. By the time Love Jones came out, you know, I was I was I was out ripping and running then. Okay. Well, yeah. Boomerang, boomerang. I remember watching boomerang. I probably watched boomerang with you six, six, seven hundred times. So you know. Well, good. Was... Listen, I still got it. We can watch it another six or seven hundred. So it's all way, good. It ain't changed. But I just remember you cracking that whip when we made bad moves in Big Whisk and Spades. You know, <laughs> us a kicking right. us out, like making us stay up till two, three in the morning until we got it right. That's you know right. what I mean? 
Because let me tell you something. That's all we had in D.C. was a deck of cards. Y'all got more stuff now that these kids talk about they bored. We was never bored, okay? And I like, I don't care if I lose, I just want a good partner. Oh. <laughs> I was losing is not everything. I just want to play the cards right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. So, now I got a question. So, during the time that, you know, we, we've gone there to now. So, I also want to give a shout out to Nicole, who's my, who's my big sister, who is Maria's daughter, who we kind of raised, you know, we, we raised each other because, you know, Maria, Maria and my mom was partying that I remember until we got to the age that we want to party and then all of a sudden that's when that people want to start staying home and this that and the other so but uh you know shout out to nicole we helped raise each other and then you know and uh maria helped us out too but let me ask you a question so thinking back to the, these days uh in in your marriage and you know your relationships through to it before you before you found God, is there anything that you would have changed or done differently now? If you could go back and talk to that Maria back then, what would you say to her? And what what, what would be that conversation you would have now? Well, I, I think I would have done better uh, with my money, number one. And uh, I had a bad time in my life that really worked out good. I had, um, I, have, I retired from AT&T. And at that time, uh, when I had to take a $15,000 pay cut, I had to realize, uh, and it took me a while to realize, you're taking $15,000 a year pay cut. And I couldn't pay my mortgage. And that's when I, I kept coming to church more and more and kept hearing the word more and more. And I began to realize that some people didn't even make $15,000. And I was blessed enough to have a good job to lose that 15,000, but I never lost it because it gave uh, the people that, uh, that Frankie surrounded herself with, Kathy, Sylvia, people like that, they prayed for me and they kept telling me, God has no number of stuff. We, we put a number on things that God doesn't put it on there. And it built my faith. And I'm in the bed and it's Christmas time. And this was 1993. And I just feel like there's no hope. My car had broke down and I just felt terrible. And Frankie came over and told me one thing. He said, Maria, if you're in the bed and you're depressed over Christmas, I'll take care of Christmas for you. Now, that just hit me hard. And she did exactly what she said she was going to do. It's good when you have friends that they mean well, they'll tell you this and tell you that. No, 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 no. If she told me something, she was going to do it. If she had to take a credit card, my daughter still had the best Christmas. And Frankie said to me, okay, now why are you still in the bed for a whole week depressed? Christmas is taking care of what's the next problem? Okay? Hey, mental health right there. Yeah. That's, that's hey. mental health because I was having a mini nervous breakdown. But she mm. said to me, mm. okay, I took care of Christmas. What's your next problem? Well, Nicole needs to be in debutante. I took care of that, okay? Because now yeah. Rodney, Rodney got a car and Rodney's going to be there. Okay, you keep asking for all this stuff. And Frankie had an answer for everything. And then oh, I said, oh. well, I, I, my biggest obstacle was I was dealing with a married man. I put it out there like it is. 
Now. Oh, shit. Now, I ain't know this. Hold on. 1993, okay. you was messing with a married man? Okay, yeah. No, not, uh, no, not, not, uh, well, that had been before that, I think. Okay. So the point of it is, right. is when you're out here, and I went to, I've been to a psychiatrist before, so I believe, and when you're having problems, you need to go get help. So, you know, I had a good sense of humor at the time. So I just told the psychiatrist, I want to lay down on the couch like they do on TV. So he okay. said, okay, if you feel better laying down talking, you can lay down and talk. <laughs> and the thing of it is, the nurse and the doctors told me, listen, if anybody's going to lose their mind, let his wife lose her mind. You don't need to lose well, his mind wife. over okay. a married man. You're not married yeah. to him. You can't be stressed out with that. And that hit me. Just saying that, let his wife, I mean, I was just at that down point because I felt like uh, things were happening, uh, things that I had no control over, but it was going to be good for me if I, at, at the end. And I'm saying to myself, I go in there and I go to, oh, listen, I'm just depressed because the Woodrow Wilson Bridge is backed up. Hell. The bridge is bigger than me. Why are you going to be depressed over a bridge? Get your ass up early and go across the bridge instead of trying to sleep late. Hang on uh -huh. night and go across the bridge and you lay every day. So uh -huh. that helped me more when I started looking at it like that. Go, you're going to beat that bridge. Go across that bridge early. Okay. Uh -huh. and, and then I said, well, uh, I'm just sick of when I wake up in the morning. Put some pictures up. Open the shade. Look at life different. He said, because you need to have your surrounding pleasant. Okay, get some pleasant friends in your life. Instead of you waking up every day, you're down and depressed. You're dealing with this much. Anybody go lose their mind? Let that wife lose their mind. That ain't your husband. So I said to myself, these are things that changed my life. I said, well, how do I? Natalie Cole had a song out then. I can't say no. So I said, well, how do I get to that point where I can't say no? I said, then you need to hide over Frankie's house every weekend, okay? And he uh, can't find me. So hold on. No. So you was hiding over our house to, because yeah. you was you was over messing with a married man being a homewrecker. Yeah. That's what you're telling yeah. me. Yes, yes. And he couldn't okay. find me. Yes. You want to? Hold on. I got. I got. I, I got. No, no. Yeah. I got one more question. I just got to get this quick shout out. In Albans, I need your help on this one. All right. All right. My aunt. Uh, in 1993, was driving a 1982 Oldsmobile Cutlass. Cadillac. Okay. Cadillac. That's okay. it. I wish you had known her then, because this car was literally, she drove that joint into, it was on his last, last leg, son. All right. Okay. Like, dog, dog. How about this? If you sat in the front passenger seat, you had to put your feet up on the window because there was no floorboard. It was completely rusted out. That joint looked that like was... something. That joint looked like it was something out of the uh, the Flintstones joint. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. saying when it when it breaks down, the passenger starts pedaling. Yo, yo, that car, oh, that car was classic. How long did you have that car, Maria? Ah, uh, let's see. Or when did I get rid of the T-Bird? I don't even know if it was 82. It was probably older than that. Tell us about the nice T-Bird I had. Why you get a brand Hey, man. Right. We're going to talk about the old car. Nah. Hey, that, yo, that, that joint was, was class. I remember when people, remember we had to get in that joint. We had to get in that joint. We was like, yo. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I can see the road and she driving, son. Through the okay. floorboard. <laughs> well, uh, yes, that car was bad. But guess who helped me get a new car? You got one guess, and if you get this wrong, I know something wrong with you. I guess my mom. There you go. And you know how she helped me? I had quit smoking finally from prayer because all of a sudden one day I woke up like Forrest Gump wakes up and decide I'm tired of running. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm tired of smoking. And this had to be, this was 1995. Uh, it was, I quit in July. Since it's been 28 years. I stopped smoking marijuana and I stopped smoking cigarettes. I just woke up one day and said I had enough. So I saved my money for a whole year. I saved $3 a day because the guy was giving me, uh, I stopped, I, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. So I stopped buying cartons of cigarettes in, night, in, the, in maybe three or four years before. So the gas station would give me three packs of cigarettes for $7. So I saved that. So Frankie comes to me one day because the Calais, as Rodney already put my business out there, you could see through the floorboard and it was it was pretty bad, but it ran. And uh, the muffler was not connected. I was. The I know it was. It, it was, was not connected. Bad. Nah, yes, it had a muffler, it was, but it, it was, was not connected. Nah, it was all there, but it was, oh, okay. Got yeah, it, got you can hear you can hear that car from six miles away, son. You knew it was. <laughs> I went in that car every day. I did what I needed to do, Absolutely. and when it didn't work, I got a ride. So we ended that. So I yeah. said to myself, "Oh Lord, how am I going to get a new car?" And Frankie comes to me and tells me that somebody had sent her something in the mail for a new car, and she said she didn't need one. So Frankie and I went out there. Me and my girl went out there, and it was a Toyota Corolla, and. I didn't have to put any money down, but they wanted me to pay the taxes on it. I took the cigarette money that I had saved for a year and I put a down payment on that car. But Frankie drove me out there and the down payment came from the money that I had saved every day. I put it in the jar, took it to the place, had it rolled up, took it to the bank and everything. And that's what I used as a down payment on that on that Corolla. And that's that's powerful because I didn't know what to do. But of course, naturally, my girl had something that I because she didn't need it. She said, "Well, I don't need a car." Well, you, you, I said, "Well, look good. I need a car." And they asked for no down payment, and my car note was less than three hundred dollars a month. Can you be that good? Don't tell me that God don't look after babies and fools. Don't tell me that God don't have you. Because he'll send somebody in to do it. And I got a brand new car and only had a, a $297 car note each month. Oh. And, and with that Calais, when it broke down, I had to pay insurance on it because I didn't want my insurance to lapse. So I already, I rented a car. I was in a rental car for a couple of months to, to like, till God brought me something else. All I know is that Oldsmobile was, that drink was there forever. I remember that Oldsmobile like it was there because I used to run to it to, to make sure I got in the back seat because I was scared to sit in the front. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was what? like, hey, uh -huh. you know, most people want a shotgun. I was like, nah, Listen. man. 
All right, Marie. Well, this is what we're gonna do. I do have we're gonna uh, in the interview portion and get to the last uh, couple uh, questions and things that uh, that I have. I do got one. Uh, do you have one story that you've never told me about a party or something that you and my mother did, or something you just did? It don't even have to be about that. That uh, you know, you, you, that that maybe you want to share, or or it was a life lesson or something you learned out of it. Well, I never, I, I believe in this. I, I was, I never smoked marijuana. I used to just drink. Never smoked ride. marijuana? No, never? at this time, listen, 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 okay? <laughs> at this particular time, I did. And, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, what I want to do, one thing about it is you keep saying what you're not going to do. And I believe that Satan makes sure you're going to do it because I said, oh, I'm not going to deal with a married man. I'm not going to do drugs. I would drink a little bit and do that stuff. Well, one day my girlfriend said, let's go to the party together. And I said, okay, I went to the party and they had, I had not, and I was 31 years old at this time. I had never cheated. Oh, Lord, help me. I hate to think about it. I cheated on my husband. Oh, Lord. Slapped myself <laughs> in the head. <laughs> Okay, and I never smoked marijuana. So, and Nicole, I had Nicole when I was 30. People would get on my nerves saying, Oh, I know you were surprised when she came along. What 30 year old don't know what to, about birth control? That's just stupid. I wasn't surprised when she came along. I was surprised at 18 when my son came along. But he didn't know there. I go to the party and I, she said, Try this. And I said, Damn, I don't want to smoke no marijuana. Well, I did. Well, at the party, she said, you're going to feel different. You're going to feel eased out and everything. So they had food on the table and it was such a salad and everything. So me with my dizzy stuff, I don't smoke this joint. Oh, Lord, help me. I hear the bells ring. I'm hearing everything ringing. And then I'm going to eat some salad. Well, I try the French dressing and the bottle is empty. Then I try the Italian dressing and the bottle is empty. I tried every dressing on that table and the bottle is empty. And I told her, what kind of damn party is this that you brought me through where these Negroes have used all of the salad dressing? She said, who <laughs> takes the top off of the salad dressing? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you was high as a kite. She was high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> was on a whole other planet. What is me? She said, you're just going up and down the table and you still have <laughs> things on there and the chop is still on there. And I said, this must be some powerful stuff. I, I, that's how I started smoking marijuana. And then I, 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 I wasn't going to cheat on my, I really wasn't going to cheat. But for, <laughs> okay. some reason, for some reason, I had to cheat because I was just proud of him. He was boring. I just needed some excitement in my life. Lord, I went to the motel with the man, and the sex was so good I fell on the floor. I said, "Lord, I got to get up out of here." So I'm, I'm, everybody. Hey, listen, I'm chilled now. I don't want to cheat on nobody. I've been by myself. I'm happy. I love the Lord. But I look back at them times and I laugh. Hold on, hold on. The sex, so the, the sex on the floor me. was that? Was that with the married man? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm just finding out. I ain't know. I ain't know my Maria's getting her back blown out like that. Okay. Let me tell you 
something. No, 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 no. <laughs> One thing that I, I'll tell you that is not good. We were friends. Sometimes if you're friends before lovers, and you have to begin to look at if everybody said the man is a dog and they cheated on his wife, what makes you think you're gonna pick him up and put him down any different than anybody else? Women have to learn. Men have to learn. It don't matter. It doesn't make a difference how you look at Holly Berry, you look at some of these beautiful people. That's not gonna keep anybody. It comes, it's a lot different than that. I've learned a lot in life as going along, and I accept that. No matter, I don't care if I could pole dance, pole dance, whatever it is, lap dance, and all the rest of them. If they're a cheater, they're gonna cheat on you. And begin to start looking at how people treat other people, and they're not gonna treat you any better. Sometimes it's not good to be involved. And you know, the biggest thing is forgiving yourself. I had to learn to forgive myself mm -hmm. for the things that I have done and move on. You Absolutely. can forgive the other person, but to forgive yourself is the greatest thing in the world. You got to start with yourself. We had and that discussion. Up. You got to start with yourself. Start with yourself. Okay. Yes, the, Matthew Jackson said the man is the mirror and nobody can judge me. But God, I don't really care what I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know, Maria. I'm starting to judge. I definitely didn't know you was messing with a married man. I ain't know you was going to hotels getting your back blown out. I ain't know. I ain't know all this stuff was happening, Maria. I'm just saying. I might, I might have to. I might have to. I, I might have to read. You know, and you hang out with my wife. I don't need her to know here this and hear this kind of information. Guess what? Guess what? Vicky can't hang out with me. <laughs> because Maria don't hang no more. And I'm going to tell you like this. Let me tell you something. Don't kiss and tell. I'm not going to wait 30 years and tell you I slept with Bill Cosby. Either he'd be dead by now or whatever. See, these people want to wait. I love the Me Too movement. Don't misunderstand me. I think it. But where children are afraid to come forth. But I'm not going to tell you something I did 30 years ago and then have it for now. I would have told it long before now. Listen, I, I'm cool, Rodney. You know the deal. And okay. I forgive the man's ass what you think about me going with a married man. Because I did it, and I forgave myself, and it's over. <laughs> well, that's all right. That man probably not even live no more. So that, you know. <laughs> you need to with the man to beat his mama with a hammer. We're going to talk about that at another time. I need hold on. Say that again? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Like going on Sherry Shepherd and then places. You'll invite me back again. I got more stories for you. So, in in light of you being here, Maria, we decided that, that we we have a lot of music and movie discussions here. So we decided to go into music, and we wanted to to, to debate and argue on the number one, the the top three or number one, like seventies love mute love song so i'm gonna go ahead and start it off with my top three and maria you get to be the judge so we're going to all give our, our selection of the top three uh music and uh songs that we think from the 70s that was like the number one that people made babies to back in the 70s because you know that was the era where y'all didn't believe in protection and stuff like that apparently you know meet in hotels and get your back blown out so 
Uh, I'm gonna go first, unless somebody else. Will, y'all, if you, I want to go. I want to go first because I know that somebody's gonna say the same songs as me. So I kind of want to beat y'all to it. But I got oh, one yeah, that's my go to. Oh, man, so I'll let you go first because you know as a no, 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 car- no, no, I want you to go first. Now I want you to go because I want to hear the Caucasian perspective. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. I got one special for you because you brought him up before with the whole uh, the whole Elvis thing. Uh, okay, well, we go back. All right, so. For me, Maria, I mean, the easiest one that everybody's going to say is Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. So Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. I think there was many, many, many babies made with that song. Then it, for me, I, I, I started, I researched a little bit, and I, I kind of wanted to put a wild card. So this is my wild card, but then I got my number one choice. So my wild card is the Jackson 5, I'll Be There. You know, you, you know that song, right, Maria? I'll be there. You got that? You know what yes, I'm talking I about? Do. Okay. But my number one that is going to be number one on my list is Lenny Williams, Because I Love You. And that's the one where you're like, ah, 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 I love yeah. you. That's that joint right there. Yeah. Because I listened to that song. Well, you know, I, I I tried my best. I'm trying to sell it. I'm trying to sell my. I'm trying to sell it because I know on this show, you know, we can't just say something without selling it, and then because uh, we'll you burn it up. But you know, that's my that's my waiting to exhale moment. You know, you know, because that joint right there. Oh, not again, please. Don't. That joint yeah, right she... there was the was my number one. Like yeah, I I bang my wife to that right now. So. Um, I think, you know what I'm saying, Let's Stay Together was one of the, Al Green was one of the biggest songs in the 70s, love songs. Um, very white. Hold on one second. Let me pull it up. The name of it. The red jumped out when you said very white. She got excited. Hold on. Uh, I just had it. My list is. Uh, hold on. All right, well, Barry White, I, okay, Barry White had, had a lot of hits back then. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if they were 70s, though. I think Barry White might have been 80s, but I'm going to go ahead and let it pass. It's still about 70s. Huh? I think Barry White was 70s. You think so? We'll, we'll go to the music uh, expert, Every I don't know if you did. Can you right. verify that Barry White was 70s? Because I think it was 80s. Uh, what song are we talking about? Uh, you're, you're my first, my last, my everything. Oh. Oh, that was nah. 70s. Yeah, that was 70s. Was it? Yeah, it was yeah. 70 cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, and just the way you are, Barry White. All right. So now you went with Barry White because uh, you saw Maria's expression. All right. So like, you already know. Alvis. Go ahead. Maria, no. go ahead. Hold on. You got to hear all out. You got to hear everything and then you're the judge. It's just the Barry White with his eyes rolled back in his head. Mm hmm. Lord help me. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll be easy. What's your what's your what's your choice? All right, so number three, I had to, I had to throw this out since y'all kept throwing Elvis in my face, so always on my mind. Mm. 
Okay. I don't even know that song, but I'm gonna keep it moving. You gotta sing it for what? me. How's that? No, I ain't singing. I ain't saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube link in the uh, is in the chat. Section. Uh, <laughs> um, Bill Withers, "Ain't No Sunshine." Okay, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That, the, yeah. yeah, I guess that's a love song. That's like a I'm a trying to song. get you back song. I'm yep. sorry. Go ahead. Right. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a no. That's a great song, though. Yeah, that's a great song. I'm not. I'm right. not. I'm not. Okay, Bill. Go ahead. But of course, Marvin Gaye. Let's get on. Which right. that pissed me off because yeah, that one, right? I mean, well, I, I knew, knew I knew somebody said that's why I wanted to go first. Say that. Yeah, yeah, that joint was. Huh? Well, hold on, Lady Williams was that number one. That's number one. That's number one. So it's well, that's our opinion. I know you're a big music guy. You want to jump in this? You got any? You got any honorable mentions or something you want to throw in there? I got you. Do for Love by Bobby Conwell. Fan well, excuse me. Okay, uh, I know that one. Okay. This lovers, Marvin Gaye. You said what? This is lovers. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That was really good. And I got one that I just heard the other day. Uh, Make it with you by Ralphie Pagan. Everybody know? Mm-hmm. You don't know that? Nah, I don't know I that. Don't, you said that what was the name of it again? Make it with you. <laughs> Make it with you. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that one either. I don't know if that. I don't know. All right, Maria. So, which, which, out of the out of the ones we named, who's winning? I got my own, so I didn't pay no attention. Oh to shit! Y'all. All right, all right. My bad. I'm sorry. And I don't know whether it was the seventies, but nothing can turn you any better than James Brown singing, "Please, please, please, Lord." Oh, uh, okay. Will make you feel like you are the queen of the world because this man is singing. Please, he got to have you no matter what. Please, 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 will definitely put some hair on your chest. You'll have some 44 double D's like Dolly Parton when it's over. Hey, I was pleased, please, please this morning. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you know that now. I'm good. I was there this morning. I was trying, I was I was just like that before church. Trust me. I was like, come on, baby. That's right, but I'm telling you, to have somebody sing it to you, please, I no, mean, I you know, you got it under control then. Lord, you done been to the mountaintop, you done seen the promised land. Ooh, sorry. Right. Okay, well, I think we all got trumped. I, yep. I mean, it wasn't right, John, yeah, but it's okay, yeah, I got and you. Sexual healing, and sexual healing by Marvin Gaye. Oh, sexual, sexual healing, healing. sexual all healing, right, okay. Then. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know. We got somebody look it up. Somebody look it up. Okay, we're gonna go ahead, but you know, she's still she got the queen of the house car, so we'll go ahead and let it pass. I mean, she gave us a nineteen fifty-eight song and oh, sexual healing. Hey, guess what? You average those out. You average yourself. You average us. Yeah, we, we, we'll meet right there. Yeah, it's all you, right. You invited me. I didn't beg to come. You told me to be free, and I'm free. That's how I feel. That's, That's right. Sexual healing. I mean, you you was there, so you should know. You know what I'm saying? At 58, I wasn't 
that old. Because remember, I was just born in 46. I was only 12. But I learned to appreciate this stuff. Well, you later did say you life. met your husband yeah, at 12. Like, that might have been him. But I didn't start. It is 80, Wait a minute. By the way, it's 82. <laughs> okay. I didn't I'll start dating know. him. I didn't start dating him until his 16th birthday. I was not a child bride, okay? No. Yeah, it was just him, uh -huh. okay? Oh, okay. Well, was you a virgin when you was married? Until I met him. No, when you got married, was you a virgin? No. Okay, no. that's what I thought. Well, I got married. <laughs> nah, I'm messing with you. No, you messed with me. My son was born, and I got married after my son was born. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was, yeah, he was knocking I'm that back free. out. I knew it. I'm free. And I got the best relationship with my son. Son, let it go. No, 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 I'm not. This, no, I'm not saying, no, no, you know, it's all good. I love you. Not trust me. You talking? You preaching to the choir too? My son was born ten days before I got married, so I can't. I ain't judging. <laughs> I'm just talking. You know what I'm saying? I ain't judging. But we're gonna Your go. Uh, judging that. It's all right. All right. Oh. Well, we're gonna go to the next subject, and it's that more. is, yeah, it's one more, one more. We have to okay. guess who Maria feels is the sexiest man on earth. Ooh. And the way she said it, it was James Brown. Like, oh, no, no, no. Nah, nah, it ain't James. Nah, 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 no, don't be fishing. Don't be fishing. Don't be fishing. No fishing. Nah, don't be fishing. So everybody gets one guess, and Maria tells us we right, we wrong, this, that, and the other. I don't, you know. So, I, if you want me to go first, I go first. I go first. I ain't scared. So I, I'm just giving my my. Uh, I don't. After this conversation, I don't feel like my, I, as secure I was when I first thought about it. But I'm going to still give my guess, and that will be Denzel Washington. It's going to be my guess for Maria's uh, sexiest man on earth. Now, now, so I only get one, so I went with that one. So. Uh, anybody else ready to throw out a name or a guess? Come on, be ready. Come on. Alves is not I'll, Elvis, so you good. Go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> right, don't Alban, say what you're gonna say. No, no. Come on. I was gonna say Mike Alban, but you know. Who? Um, don't worry. <laughs> exactly. Who? <laughs> <laughs> right, go ahead. Go ahead. Who? Nah, nah. Come on, man. Give give you a uh, class of guests. Come on, it's getting you know. I, I'm I'm a. I know I'm exactly throw. who it is. I yeah, know. Oh, 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 okay. All right, go ahead, Vance. Who is it then? It's yeah. Billy D. Williams. Everybody oh, fuck me! Era. I forgot all about Everybody Billy D. Billy D. God, God, damn, I forgot about Billy D. Oh, Billy D. is a good fucking guess. <laughs> oh yes. man, that was a really like, good like guess. I'm waiting for her to say uh, no. Go ahead right, and say so that. Not Billy D. Say D. No. It ain't Billy. All right, go ahead, Alvarez. Yeah, I feel like we lost on that. That was a good one. God damn, that one changed my guess. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, nah, I want to check. Fuck that. I'm changing mine. I'm changing mine to <laughs> Elder Barge. Show the bars, cause yeah, yeah. it's Billy D, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else was else was back then, back in that day. God damn. All right, all right. Everett, you got one, Everett. You got a guess? You was going with Billy D. Really good though. Yeah, yeah that's that's a really strong one right there. Uh, <laughs> God, I, damn. I, I probably go with Marvin. Marvin Gaye. 
Bobby, yeah, everybody like him too. Nah, I don't know. Billy D's, Billy D's winning in my joint. All right, Alvin, you got one? Fuck. I, <laughs> dude, I, 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 you got me on this one. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> so guess out there, man. There ain't somebody. Shit. Besides yourself. Nobody's, nobody's interested. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to throw, yeah. I'm gonna throw uh, yeah. a different you, you, one. Like, way you out. Let's you go and Sean Connery. Sean, there you get go. the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. yeah there you hey, go. I like, <laughs> like him too. Hey, double yeah. seven. All right, all right. Maria? Yeah. All right, so I got two things. You got you, you, you can tell us who the number one person is, but you got to pick one out of who we guessed, which I know is going to be Billy D at this point. <laughs> but if you got, a, you got somebody over that, you know, out of who we guessed, uh, you got you got you got to give us a winner, but tell us if there's somebody who's above that. Okay, well, Rodney, you was the closest. I, I love oh, I love I love Marvin Gaye, and don't misunderstand. I love Marvin Gaye because I think Marvin that Gaye wasn't me. That was Everett. High, but that was Everett. Denzel, Denzel, okay. all right. Denzel had the sexiest walk. And it's something about him. Denzel would probably be my, out of what I know my aunt. I know my aunt. I'm sorry. Yeah, go because Denzel, <laughs> I replaced him. When I oh, got shit. stranded in the airport at Christmas time, I don't know this man's name, but Denzel was all, well, I kind of, Vicky was right, because I kind of like Marion Barry until somebody told me he wasn't a good lay, because I had a girlfriend that slept with him. So I kind of took him off the list. But Denzel has always been sexy to me. But I met a man in the airport during Christmas of 2022 when I got stranded for three days, and he was 2022. Yeah, I just got set, I got stranded in the airport with Southwest for three days at Christmas. So Do we I'm, know this nigga? Was he a celebrity? Like, what you doing I'm in 2022? But I tell you what, I had to turn around and say something to him, and I don't say anything. This man was chocolate. He's a chocolate black. He you was so man. dark. Wait a minute. This okay. man was fine. I had to stop after being in the airport for three days and tell him. I said, you know what? You're the darkest chocolate man that I've ever seen that looks good. Wait a minute. I asked him how old he was. He said he was in his 40s. I said, you know what? If I was 30 years younger, you would be my chocolate Easter bunny. Random dude at the airport won the contest. Looking man, let it go. But but we're nah, like, that's because I'm, that's the that's the dementia that's the dementia talking. She don't remember. That was the dementia was fine. But Rodney, you were the closest to Denzel. I could have gone around with him. Vicky, it was Marion Barry till I found out that he was just wasn't all that. But Denzel, you was right. He was he's fine. His walk, his mannerism, it's just something sexy about Denzel. I know my heart. I'm, I'm right. proud of myself. So, hey, look, fellas, hey, this was a great episode. I'm glad. Thank you, everybody, for joining. I definitely thought Billy D was the winner. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, I definitely man. thought no. he was the winner. So, I was too like, old. God damn. But, huh? Too old. Too old. Too old? Okay. Yeah. But, all right. See, I know my. I know my aunt. But I like Denzel better. I know my aunt. It's all good, man. I appreciate you validating me. Uh, everybody, I thank you everybody for tuning in. I thank you all for coming through. This was another episode of Dad Mentality. I'm glad everybody's here. This is my mom, 
by matriarch. It did take a village to raise me, and she's definitely a part of my life. I learned a long time ago from this this woman, as you can see, that look, man, be you, be you. Don't worry about nobody can judge you. Only God can judge you. So be you every day, man. Hey, fellas, Alves, my man. Vance, Coach, Everett, that was another great episode. Maria, thank you so much for joining us today and being a part of this podcast. This would be something that'd be great out there. And, you know, we, we'd love to have you again. We're going to make sure it happens. And, and I'm glad that we took the time to make this happen and, 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 and enjoyed you. So thank you, Maria. Yes. That's thank great. you all. And please yeah, let me you. come back and talk about being a dad because I got some things to tell you all. Y'all wanted to talk about me and being a mom and your mom and stuff. But I got a little, little inside thing. And if you all a dad, I need to let y'all know a couple of things. All right. All right. I hear you, but we've been dads, you know. We, you know, okay. we, I don't know. I don't know if you was a dad, but we was a dad. We've been dads all our lives. You know what I'm saying? I don't or at least since I'm we, tell you. at least since we, you know, convinced somebody to to, you, to, you to, might have to been meet us dad, in a hotel and get their back blown out. Dad. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna put it out there and tell y'all about being right, a dad. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just so okay. All right. Well, we good. Hey. Tell, tell, hey, tell, tell your kids we love them. Tell them his dad, man. Tyler, they, we got, they got to come join us another time too, Albans. Hey, look, I'm glad everybody was here. We're going to end the show right here. Thank you, Maria. Thank you all for being yeah. here. God bless. Today was a good day. And uh, you can catch us on all platforms at dad underscore mentality. You can also catch me on Twitch with uh, the Beast One getting these dubs out here. I had this little kid challenge me last week and got upset, lost lost his little money because he, he gonna tell me I, he had more wins than me and I was like nah you you don't know what I do out here in the streets but it was fun it was good thank you everybody for being here coming out checking it out man uh, and we'll see you next week with another great show alright man